Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 177, and it is your pals Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. Looking forward to a big weekend and a little bit of hurricane action down here. So, a lot going on. Yeah, you're uh, you're definitely not at ground zero of where this hurricane's supposed to hit, which is good. But you're you're probably going to feel something early next week, right? Yeah, they're talking about Monday-ish. So uh, figure, you know, that that's the extra day. A lot of stuff is closed Monday anyway. So it'll just be a day to sit inside, play some games, and ride out the storm for us here. Hopefully not lose power, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, and if we do, hopefully it's not for long. But, you know, doing their little prep, getting the uh, – I got my water buckets. I got uh, – I'm going to start filling that up. I started making ice. Got my propane, got my gas tanks. I'm all set. Got your ammo? Don't have my ammo. Um, mm. I got limited ammo, just in case the zombie apocalypse or looters come around. I do have a shotgun, so. Bird shot, buck shot, bird shot, buck shot. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a future, that's a reference for an upcoming story. Uh-oh. If you Bird. haven't seen the new, well, we'll, say, we'll talk about it later. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Check us out, skibonepodcast.com. I've been teasing it and it's happening next week. We're going to throw out some, some updates to it. Again, nothing crazy, just some, a little bit of a, you know, a little more elegant experience on the site, which is cool. And it's going to, we're going to roll it out over several months. So I'm not going to wait and just wait, and just wait. I'm just going to start shipping things. I'm going to start uploading it, putting it out there, improving along the way. Kaizen, as they say in Japan, constant Kaizen. little improvements. Mario's got a sticker he's holding up, which is beautiful. So yeah, skibumpodcast.com. Check us out. Oh, also, yeah, we haven't mentioned it in a while. If you want stickers, please hit us up. DM us on Instagram is the best method or which is instagram.com slash skibumpodcast or send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com or also on the other socials, Twitter, Facebook, at skibumpodcast, all your favorite podcasting apps, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. iHeartRadio. Go there. uh, Subscribe. Rate us. That would really help us and we really appreciate it. Also, we're on YouTube and various other things which are all available at skibumpodcast.com. So thank you. With that, let's kick it off. How we always do. It's time for our pray today. Our pray today. So, um... You want to start start this one off or you want me to go? You go first. All right. So today I went back to a good old favorite that I usually have all summer. Um, for some reason this year, I couldn't find it. I mean, I found it at a bar uh, and they had it on tap. And they may have had it at some of the other beer stores. But lately I've been checking the beer stores and there's no Founders All Day IPA. So if anybody hasn't had this, it's a great session uh session ale um it's really good it's it's like i guess it's a session ale so it's light it's only like what is it four four and a half percent five percent something like that um but the thing you can drink at work yeah and uh it tastes like a a full-on ipa so it's really cool like you get the whole flavor of an ipa if you're in the mood for drinking that but you're not going to get wicked hammered because you know it's the it's the alcohol content of a regular beer. Uh, but oddly enough, they, I couldn't find it in regular beer cans. All I found were 
Paul Boys right next to the malt liquor. So I guess this is <laughs> this is uh, similar to an Old English or a uh, King Cobra or something, whatever the hell that was in there. But it was the weirdest thing. I was like, why would they have it next to like the four logos? Like they're totally different. It's like, hey, man, if you're into Thunderbird, you may also be into Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. But then I'm with all the big beers, like the, the big Foster's Oil can, and they had the you know the big Bud Light and uh, Budweiser Tallboy. So I found that today. And then oddly enough, I think I would mention to you, Brian, um, I found mini beers. Everybody's making mini beers. So like they come out with a little can of Coke. Now they're coming out with the little, little mini beers, which I guess they always used to have the shorts, but now they're just mini cans. Uh, but I noticed um, Coors, Anheuser-Busch, like, so Bud, I don't know if Bud Light was, uh, light beer was in it. So like all the big ones are starting to make these little mini cans. So I don't know if that's something that's gaining traction, but I went the total opposite instead of being a freakish and the normal size, I got the the big boy. There you go. That's so. a smart move. <laughs> How about you, Brian? I have a delicious... I believe this is actually a triple IPA. And Ooh. before I talk about what the beer is, we... So after the podcast last week, uh, Mario and I, we met up with some of our... You know, some of our guests of podcast past, some of our pals... And it was actually really cool because we went to Icarus Brewery down in Lakewood, New Jersey, which is, you know, right by the, the Jersey Shore. And I first off, I want to apologize to our, our new friend, fan who came up to us at this brewery and recognized. So in person, and number one, we'll call him in person. So our buddy, Justin, who is uh, one of our, our friends, our ski buddies, who has the house up at Killington, he was wearing one of our podcast, the skier t-shirts that we have at skibumpodcast.com slash shop. A few are still available. And he was wearing it. So the front has the skier, um, you know, kind of like the Supreme logo, allegedly, that says skier instead, and then has our logo in the back, kind of like just below the, the nape of the neck on the t-shirt. And he was at the bar and this, the guy walks up to him and saw that. I was like, Hey man, it's like, is that your podcast? And he's like, no, it's uh, those guys back there, Mario and Brian. They're, you know, my friends, they're, they're right back there. And the guy like came over and shook, just like shook his hand. He's like, Hey, how's it going? Like, yeah, I just been working on a house up in Ludlow and I've been listening to your podcast and you know, like really like it. And I was like, we were just like taken aback. Cause yeah. it was, it was really cool. And again, I apologize a thousand times for forgetting your name. Right after I spoke, no, before I, we spoke to you, I had a, a whole flight of beers and they were all like at least 8%. Some of them were like 14. And right after we spoke, I got a call from my wife who was freaking out because our son had a high fever and was having like diarrhea. So like I went into like panic mode after that and kind of like my brain lost a lot of information. So I really really apologize but thank you so much for listening and for you know for for noticing and, and talking to us it was it was really cool yeah, um and that's what awesome. i gave him some stickers because that's all i had on me i mean if i had an extra hat or something i would have probably given it to him but yeah it was cool because you know what this is actually the second brewery <laughs> that we've been at that someone has recognized you know having our like our swag which is so cool nice Vale was the first one and now Lakewood, New Jersey's own Icarus Brewing. Yeah. So if you haven't... We got a sticker up there too. 
We got a sticker up there. So if you do go to Icarus Brewing and you go to the the back tasting room, they have like this big, I guess it's like a walk-in fridge, like a sliding door. There is, uh, you know, all these great brewery stickers and kind of, what would you call it? Like middle to the right? Yeah. You'll see our sticker there. Yeah. But their beers, if you're into IPAs, because everyone's making IPAs, obviously, they have some really, really solid beers. I mean, I we had our first one a couple weeks ago after uh, a bike ride and went there. And uh, I mean, it, it it's a it, they have some funky stuff. Like they definitely get a little bit creative and bold with the the choices of hops they use. So I'm drinking right now. Before we get into that, the one weird thing we did notice while we were there, and I would have never noticed this unless we were with people that are lactose intolerant. Mm. They put a lot of lactose in their beer. So it was funny. We're looking at all the beers and two of the guys were with the lactose intolerant. So like, oh crap, I can't drink that beer. So they're only out of like 15 beers, I think. There were like five only that didn't have lactose in it. Yeah, there were a lot that did. But they did notify on the board. Yeah. They have the board and they have the paper with the the menu. And they did have a star next to all of the beers that had the lactose. Yeah. But that was one of the things that I think we did the article a few weeks ago where they said it's one of the things that a lot of brewers are doing now is adding lactose. And I never even thought about it before. Like, there are people that are lactose intolerant. So it's kind of like putting the allergen in there. Like it's weird adding it to, to something that normally doesn't have it, you know? And the reason why they add it is because it makes the beer awesome. So if you're allergic to awesome, I'm very sorry. You don't, you can't have this beer, but I can. That's right. I'm sorry. Your jeans suck. Mine don't. I can drink this beer. I'll drink your beers too. Then add extra gluten and a little extra, um, you can have my Heineken's. I'll have your lactose That's IPAs. So what I'm rocking right now. So I've got their um, Touching the Sun beer, which again is a triple India pale ale with lactose. It comes in at a whopping 10.5%. And when you sip it, you really don't feel that. You may get a taste. It's a double or a single. Uh, it's just very kind of thick and creamy, which is nice. It's hopped with Citra, Columbus, and Simcoe, then heavily dry hopped with Matuka, Columbus, Lupulin, Mosaic, Lupulin, Simcoe, Lupulin, Citra, and Nelson Sauvin. Nelson Mandela hops. I like it. Nelson Mandela hops. Real bits of Nelson. Real bits. Are they using his body or his fro? They're using his, his quan, his... His quan. Or... <laughs> it's Quan. Oh, Jesus. Quan. It's Jerry Maguire, right? That's the only Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> the only other place I've heard that, but everybody knows the Quan. <laughs> the Quan. <laughs> That's yeah. his made up word for it, right? That's that was his word, yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah, this is a really, really tasty beer. Again, if you're into lactose beers, hey, if you're not, you're not gonna like this beer at all. You're gonna go, this is disgusting. But if you are into lactose beers, big big uh, creamy IPAs. This thing is fantastic. Does that help with milk production in women? <laughs> I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? So can you feed this to babies? <laughs> it's lactose. We could try. We could see. I don't know. I want to help Benjamin sleep a little bit. This might be the uh, the move. The, the new genetics of, uh, of of caring for your kids. Yeah, you right. Lactose infused beer. That's, that's what you got to do. 
it, it can't be bad. Non, now, I guess, could they have a non-alcoholic lactose beer? A non- Moore's like Cutter with lactose. Probably. They add lactose, so I'm sure they could add it to anything. They could yeah. probably add lactose to, to orange juice, and you could have milk juice. <laughs> An orange Julius, really, right? Milk juice, like ice juice. Ice juice. Milk ice juice. Now, if someone told you like three or four years ago that lactose in IPAs was going to be big, you'd probably go, what are you talking about? You sound like a crazy person. Get the hell out of here. And you just wonder like, what's the next big thing going to be? Because there's always, there's always a new thing. If this isn't Germany, this isn't the Reinheitsgebot where they've been making the same beer for 600 years. This is like, Hey man, we want to be in beer street journal. We got to come up with something new and crazy and insane. Like, what are we going to do? The next thing I'm calling it right now, you make it with regular hops and you add different colored Skittles to it. Mm. You want a little Skittle yellow, Skittle orange. Oh, this had, this had a little bit of Skittle orange in it. Just saying. I think we're going to, I think they're going to start using like proteins, like some sort of like health ingredient, I think. You mean like, uh, like they do the cauliflower pizza? They're going to have some kind of substitute for beer? I think so. Like they're going to use like cauliflower hops. Cauliflower hops. Like, is that, that's, that's even possible. I'm sure someone is working at it at some, you know, at the Ooh. University of Stuttgart. How about like seaweed, um, like seaweed in there too. Like get a little probiotic or seaweed stuff. Kombucha. Like kim- kimchi. Or oh, they could do a kombucha beer. Well, that's the, op- that's like what um, GTs is doing. They have the, the kombuchas with the alcohol, but they have the ones that are now like 3%. Yeah. They have like, they have like the dry hopped kombucha. Nice. Do like a super, like an IPA kombucha. It's (laughs) things are off. Worlds are blending. Things are merging. Worlds are colliding. Let anything sit around long enough. You'll get something pretty much. Yeah. Wow. So we only have maybe just chew gum instead of having a beer. Or perhaps maybe they'll just use some of some hops that are grown in Chernobyl. Maybe that's what they'll do. I think that sounds delicious. Yes. Which leads us into our one story we have here in the app right today. And it is a vodka made from contaminated grains from the Chernobyl exclusion zone. That is freaking the weirdest thing, right? It's weird, but it's so 2019. Like, I can't think of anything that's more 2019 than, hey, you know that place, all that nuclear radiation? Let's make some booze out of it. And then you got to make it exclusive, and then people want it. We joked about Chernobyl. You know, that was that in from uh, Hot Time Machine. (laughs) Now someone took it seriously and actually made it. The next step up on this is they're going to filter through blood diamonds. And then people really... I think probably through, like, you know, famous people's teeth. There's that one with the skull. I say it's filtered through diamonds, and it's like it's the dumbest thing. It's like so you filter diamonds, so it doesn't do anything. It's like it's just filtering. It's just running through the diamonds, like weird. Yeah, what does it really do? It's just gimmicky. But now you say the blood diamonds. Now that's like a step up. <laughs> like you used to have grain. Now you got like Chernobyl grain. Yeah. There's only been one bottle made so far by this company. They're called Atomic because of course they are. A-T-O-M-I-K because of course it's spelled that way. And I don't know where they're based out of, but they did a test run at a bar in London 
and they said it's more of a grain spirit than a vodka. So it's got much more fruity notes, but you can still taste the rye. (laughs) They are saying they're looking to do an exclusive run of about 500 bottles this year, but they're initially going to sell it to tourists who visit the exclusion zone. Wow. Yes. That's just the weirdest thing. They said it's not, it's not radioactive though. That's what they say. They say. They should put a little is, light under there so that it glows in the dark. This is also coming from Russia. That's right. Oh. I'm not sure they have the same testing criteria that we may have here in the States. Same testing that they used in the Olympics for the Russian. Yep. We've all seen Icarus. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Speaking of Icarus, boom. Icarus, Icarus, Icarus. That's the secret word today. So with that, let's get into the Genjula. And this is Mario's buddy here. His hero. My hero. Your uh-huh. hero. You got a story about one man. One man. And one Mr. man's Gronkowski. Mission. So he has gotten out of the NFL. So, hey, he can do whatever he wants, right? So, 29 years old. Retired. Retired. So he made an announcement Tuesday that he's partnering with uh, Wound Socket, with a Wound Socket maker of CBD products. Um, that he credits with relieving his chronic pain from a bruising career. And he did have some pretty bad injuries, but a bunch of surgeries. He got popped repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's bringing to light too. Like the NFL is still, and a lot of sports leagues are still banning players from using CBD products, which are not, you know, the psychoactive THC. It's not smoking, smoking a joint and getting high. These are the medically, the medical version. Um, you know, uh, extracted from the cannabis plant. Um, and they help with pain with, with a lot of different symptoms and they're still banned. So I think it's kind of twofold. One, he wants to make a lot of money and two, I think it's going to bring the whole, you know, conversation to the surface, hopefully about them still banning this. Um, but I don't know if this, does this come up in the, in the drug tests? I don't think it does. Right. I'm not sure at all. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I don't think it does, but I think they still ban it. So you, you can't, you know, a doctor can't give it to you that works for the NFL or anything. But um, well, like I, now I, I've really like my NFL viewership has really dropped off in the last two years. But from what I remember, besides all the beer commercials, isn't there a bunch of like pharmaceutical commercials that were always during NFL games? Probably for like, um, are you having problems with erectile dysfunction or like hair replacement or you know like pain relief? There's there's always you know there's always a lot of pharmaceuticals being promoted and you know during football games. It's obvious why they don't want using CBD because you're not going to be taking all those their stupid sponsors uh, products. Yeah, which means the sponsors are making less money, which means there's less money to spend on advertising with the NFL. <laughs> So there's a lot of other NFL players now. Terrell Davis came out, says NFL should let players use CBD. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so there's a bunch of people that are stepping forward and saying, come on, man, you should let, let players well, so, use CBD. Well, now, all right. So if they if the NFL is saying you can't use it, then maybe it does show up in drug tests. Otherwise, they would just use it and call it a day. Yeah. So there's a, peti- uh, a petition to remove the cannabis ban for athletes. Now, I guess part of it is CBD and cannabis in general, but there's also a big push for CBD. 
I guess they lumped it together probably, which is why putting it through isn't so easy. Yeah. Well, that's the whole reason why hemp and marijuana are even, you know, known as one thing. They, why yeah. it's so hard to cl- declassify the two of them because, you know, that's the way they, they want you to think about it. It's all bad. It's all gets you high, all makes you crazy. Get you all crazy. That reefer madness getting you all crazy. Reefer madness, exactly. Getting all that extra energy. Yeah, I saw, you know, I, you know, on my uh, commute, they have the Good Morning America on, which I thought was the worst possible show on TV until I went to the car dealership this morning and the Today Show was on. <laughs> and I was like, and yeah, actually, I was really pissed off because I was just how stupid the show was and everything they were saying, how corny and cheesy and terrible it was. But at that moment, I was like, you know what? People watch this show. It's terrible. That make, gives me a lot of hope for our podcast because we're fun and interesting and, and funny. And I'm like, oh, well, that's we obviously can have an audience. If that stupid ass show gets people watching it, people will definitely listen to our podcast. Yeah, if they'll watch that bullshit, they'll, they'll definitely tune in us. Oh, yeah. 100%. That show sucks. <laughs> our show is awesome. That show sucks. We talk about weed and alcohol and skiing. Exactly. And we drink on the show. And we drink on the show. And we I don't hurt. see I don't see Hoda throwing down martinis on uh, the Today Show. Oh, isn't uh, Kathy Kathy Lee Griffith right? She does the um, they drink wine, probably. And it's funny because she was like the Bible banging, you know, have to live everything right until her husband started, you know, banging everything in sight. <laughs> and should have uh, blamed now- CTE. Yeah, and now she's drinking on TV and she doesn't see a problem with that now. You know how how times change. Oh, well, you know, ratings are good, so we're going to keep doing it. And hey, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it now. Everybody's a hypocrite. Everyone's full of shit. You did before, you dumbass. I used to be super against weed. I used to be, I used to not drink. You were a reefer man, a fear fanatic. You were like, I said, coming for me, man. That's the devil's cabbage. Put it down. You know, Jesus. The devil did it. Yep. Marijuana is the devil. Yep. And then I got a girlfriend and I lightened up a bit and I started yeah. not being such a douchebag. You got a little bit uh, laid and you realized, hey, I don't have to be such a dick. That really is the, the number one cure-all before CBD <laughs> is right. to uh, to get a little, a little get action. A little action. You get a little... It changes your perspective on a lot of things. Like, hmm, I'm not so uptight about shit anymore. This is why... If you look at all those creepy, weird guys who are like going to plan to shoot up a school or a shopping mall, if you send like perhaps a lady over to them, I think that could really change their whole perspective on things. Or a dude. I don't know. It depends what they're into. Hey, and you get a volunteer. You don't have to sex traffic anybody. I'm sure there's plenty of people that just want to bang. Right? As the great George Carlin said, selling is legal. Fucking is legal. <laughs> Why isn't selling fucking legal? Exactly. And you know, if it was, you wouldn't have sex trafficking because people are like, no, you got other people that want to fuck already. Yeah. But that could be like a whole like humanitarian effort, you know, just get some, right. like perhaps, you know, they have like a, a, a criminal offense, you know, maybe they stole some shirts or they didn't do their taxes. <laughs> work it off. You could work it off. You're like, bro, what on. are you going to do? You could provide something to society at least. Maybe have, you have like some armed off. guards outside the room in case things get weird. Yeah. And you're going to prevent a shooting. Like that's a, that's a beautiful thing. You're giving that person a gift. That's right. 
Don't send bullets. Send prostitutes. I, it, it's not the worst idea. I could see the shirts now. Don't send bullets and prostitutes. That would make the whole world better. Hose, not holes in people. <laughs> Put things in holes, not holes in things. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that, something like that. That's kind of right. Yeah. Put things depends. in holes, not holes in things. I think this has got potential. It's, it's got legs. I think if Andrew Yang becomes president, I think he, we could work with him on this. I think it's, he's down. Who's that? One of the 50 people running for the Democrat. Hashtag party. Yang Gang. He's the one who's going us a thousand bucks a month. Oh, yeah. It could be, it could be 6,000 by the time he actually gets elected. Nice. It just keeps going up like the debt. Yeah, why not? Why not? Just print more goddamn money. It's all just paper anyway. Well, you just print more. <laughs> yeah, just print more. Just people sitting around half hammered from like drinking their scotch in the morning. Like they're at a, they're at a, you know, big meeting and they're like sitting around the table. Like, why don't we just print more money? They're like, well, all right, good. Let's go Listen, play golf. Nothing has ever, nothing bad has ever happened from printing too much money. No. Argentina losing 90% of their value. Venezuela losing 98% of their value in the last 10 years. Well, um, the Weimar Republic leading to Hitler running Germany. And eh, nothing bad's ever happened with printing too much money and hyperinflation. Yeah, no, not a single thing. Let's print, 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 print going. Yeah, keep it running. Let's let the grossest, you know, most evil people with the least amount of uh, skin in the game take charge of our monetary policy. That'll work out just fine. Well, this is why we have the purge now, right? That's a real thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's potentially coming. Purge is coming. Yep, it's possibly coming. So it's uh, was it the French Revolution, right? <laughs> Viva <laughs> la France! That was the first purge. Another that was purge. a humdinger. Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, flopping off heads like crazy. They're like, I got a new toy. It's called the guillotine. It sends a message, that's for sure. Oh, it did send a message. Off with his head. All right, so with that... Let's go to Ski News. Let's ski News it up. Last week of August. Big Ski News hit. Biggest Ski News in a long time. Farmer's yes. Almanac. 2019-2020 winter outlook. Boom. So it's looking like polar coaster winter ahead. From what we're seeing. I saw that, but like, so I love that they, they do the branding already. So they're calling it winter coaster now. So we have yeah. X and then we have bomb cyclone. And then this year it's, it's the poster. It's polar coaster. It's going to be the great space polar coaster. Yes. So it's looking like Pacific Northwest. Shout out to our boy, Nick. Chile, normal precipitation. Nothing wrong with that. Pacific Southwest. Cool. Normal precipitation. All right. Northern Rockies, frigid and snowy. So that's Colorado. That's Wyoming. That is Montana. And then Southern Rockies, chilled. Average precipitation. Northeast, where we do the majority of our skiing, cold, wintry mix. Cold, wintry mix. Just I like sound good. the sound of that. And then the uh, kind of a little further south from where we are, they're saying frosty, wet, and white. So snowshoe, West Virginia, bam, you're going to have a great winter. Nice. That's what that's that. That's what I'm hearing when I see that. May have to plan a trip up there. 
Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg, February. Gatlinburg. It's going to be frosty, wet, and white, except for one weekend. <laughs> it is a scene, man. It may be frosty and wet. Cool. We'll just leave that right there. <laughs> so right, the Farmer's so- Almanac is also saying the worst of the bitterly cold winter conditions will affect areas east of the Rockies all the way to the Appalachians. The Pacific Northwest and Southwest should see near normal precipitation. Nothing wrong with that. With colder than normal temperatures in the Northeast and above normal precipitation expected, our outlook forewarns of not only a good amount of snow, but also a wintry mix of rain, sleet, especially along the coast, Hmm. which is fine. Above normal winter precipitation over the eastern third of the country, as well as the Great Plains, Midwest, and the Great Lakes. Spring will be slow to start with winter lingering across the Midwest, Great Lakes, Northeast, and New England. Occasionally wet snow and unseasonably chilly conditions will hang on for a ride that you may not be able to get off until April. Everything I'm reading there sounds wonderful to me. Sounds like like magic. My only concern, how accurate is the farmer's almanac? Like, what's their batting average? Like, are they batting like third or are they batting like ninth? I think they're better than normal. If it was a baseball team, where are they batting? That's what I want to know. Because, you know, you always hear about them in August and September, but you never hear the recap in like May, you know, being like, okay, they got like an A here. They got a D minus here. They got a C here. Like we need to look up how accurate is the farmer's almanac. I don't know. This is important information. We can't just go, you know, having a love fest. It's like when someone, you know, if you only hear someone who's got great news and you always are like, oh, this guy's got, if I just follow, listen, this guy, I'll be right. Like if a stock picker or something, like I'm going to follow this guy. Look, he's always right. Okay, like so, Jim Cramer, like the Booyah guy, you know, on like Mad Money. Like he's always talking about this and this and this and people calling and love him, but how accurate is he really? Well, here's the weird. So they say most analysis of the farmer's almanac forecast has shown a 50% rate of accuracy. No greater than random chance, but higher than that of groundhog prognostication. So basically we shouldn't get too excited ever about the farmer's almanac. You know what it is? Uh... <sighs> It's funny. So it's 50%, which everybody knows if you play cards or blackjack, 50%, but you could be in that winning 50% for a long time and then just losing. You know what I mean? So there's no rhyme or reason to win, but. And uh, weather is the house. Yes. House always Um, wins. See, the almanacs say they can predict around 80% accuracy, but a lot of, you know, I've seen 52%, 50%. So it's all over around 50%. So. I guess it's one of those things. How do you, how do you say they're right or wrong? I mean, it, it's a prediction and then there's stuff to change. I mean, you look at your local forecast now, and I mean, it's local and they're, and they're predicting with satellite um, like a day out and they're still wrong. So could you imagine if one day we get to a point technology wise where we can vote on the weather that's with the weather machine. Hey, what do you want to have today? We got to have certain mix, right? A blockchain-based voting system that allows us to control and vote on the weather. Oh, if you could do that, you just do all the rainy crappy days first in in 
the beginning of winter and then just all snow and just keep it solid snow right after that. Yeah, you could be like, well, where are you going to move to? I'm moving to Snowland where it's just always snowy. You know, every day they get like three more inches of fresh powder. That's it. Every night between like 6 p.m. and, you know, 3 a.m. They get fresh powder. Just dusting. Do you know how cool that would be? That would be like pretty nice. Actually, pre- like vote on it, pre- like predict and vote on the weather. And once a week, there's a full on like extra foot and a half powder. Just powder day. Ugh. They could tell you when the powder day is coming. I wonder if that would change like human biology. Like think about how like jacked we would all be if we were like just skiing powder all year long. Well, it, like if you had the, the same mix, right? You'd only have the same number of days of powder, right? So it'd be, let's say if it's, you know, 40 days of powder this year, it'd be 40 next year. But now you could pick the days and be like, I want all 40 of those days together. That but I'm sure you'd have some sort of like weird, like freak area where everyone voted on powder every day. Yeah, but you can't. You, well, you'd have to say you can't vote on powder every day. It's got to be some kind of mix. You know? Why the I mean? hell not? What if there's like one little region, like one sort of like a district of Palumbia, like where it's just all pow every day? See, then you're then you're playing around with nature. Listen, we're voting on the weather. We're already <laughs> we're already fucking with nature. We're already fucking with it, but. Hey, then don't complain when global warming and ozone goes away and a bunch of shit shuts down. So that's all I'm saying. You want to play around? You get you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Oh, that's true. I want the pow bull. <laughs> the pow bull, power ball, pow train. Power yeah, train. I mean, it's, it's you know, you never know. Yeah, we never thought lactose would be in beer. That's right. Perhaps one day we'll be able to vote for the weather. See, the danger in that, and that's why I say they should keep it an equal mix, is because, you know, in the summer, some idiots are going to be like, I want a beach day every day. I want it to be 100 degrees and sunny. Great. It's going to be hot and humid and sunny and miserable. Well, and, you know, people are going to, you know, try to like, you know, we'll troll the system too. And, you know, they'll go to, yeah, the hot, sunny place and try to like get snow to to fall there. Yeah, right. Because that's what we do. Like people are just, you know... We just get so fed up and we just become dicks. That's right. What happens? Yep. All right. Speaking of uh, timeliness of, of information coming out, um, Icon Pass just tweeted. This was a big one. And they just announced that the Matterhorn in Switzerland, which is Zermatt, um, is going to be the first European Icon Pass destination. Boom. So that's a pretty big one. That's a huge one. I guess historically and just like for visibility of when you go skiing like in Europe, that's like a big iconic destination. So thus why it's on the icon pass. I know. Not it's not epic, it's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh you know we've talked about before what well, we have been to Zermatt. We have skied there, and it is a magical magical place yeah you know i i wish we had like i'd love to go there again because i feel like we went there and we probably our our level of skiing was definitely not where it is now muff cabbage looking back yes it was kind of muff cabbagey (laughs) but it was such a fantastic time we went with some great people and you know it was it, it excuse me yeah, I've talked about in the past how we, we did a trip to Lake Tahoe in 2008 and it kind of opened my eyes and changed my whole 
attitude towards life and skiing and everything. And, you know, this, this kind of just reinforced everything I, I started to believe in, in with that Lake Tahoe trip. It's just, this is like kind of where skiing was, was from, you know, in the Alps and the terrain, the scenery, like, I mean, there's so many, the craziest thing that I noticed at first was all the different crazy methods of getting up the mountain. Yeah, they have in Zermatt. You know, you take a train from the center of town to get to the the top. The cock train. Yeah. It's so cool. And there's all kinds of like that weird thing in the mountain. It was like a subway almost. Yeah, that was the funicular, but it was inside. It was like underground. Yeah. It was like like something Dr. Evil would have in his lair. (laughs) It was nice. Then all the different kinds of like, you know, J bars and rope toes and the tram and the the first bubble lift we saw was out there. Like there were so many funky yeah. things. Well, I guess the good part is when you start thinking about it, like it's a very busy place in the summer too. So you think like, holy crap, you know, we enjoyed it in the in the winter and it was it was top notch. But that same like all that same equipment is is really used in the summer too. So it's kind of cool to to think about it that way that like it's all hiking and park and climbing and people are all over that place. So it's, it's kind of nice to think about it that way that it just, it never sleeps. It's just, it's winter and then it's summer to other people. It's, it's pretty cool. I think it's more crowded. They said in the summertime, right? Yeah. Because people climbing the Matterhorn. Yeah. On the sides of the buildings. Remember we saw like on the sides of hotels, they had like the climbing chocks so people could practice and stuff. Oh yeah. It was pretty neat. I was like, wow, some hardcore climbers and, I'm sure hiking and yeah, I saw this, uh, I remember seeing a travel show. I think it was Rick Steves and he was up in, um, he was up in the Alps in the summer and he was going like sleeping at high altitude in the, uh, the warming huts in the, in the winter are just like little hotels in the middle of nowhere on the top of this mountain in the summer. And you can, you know, uh, hike and you're, you're kind of just hiking, um, on the mountaintops and then you stay at these little places and then you hit a little town and you stay there and it looks pretty cool. I mean, it looked like a nice little thing. If you ever have the time and the means to do it, um, that would be pretty neat. Oh yeah. Highly recommended. So if you have an icon pass, make it a destination. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wonder if that's going to be able to, uh, go there in the summer. That'd be interesting. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. We have some other wacky pass, I'm sure. Yeah. For the summertime. Summer pass, it's not part of the icon, probably. Yeah. And then we have one final story here in the ski news. This is a local one for us at least. <clears throat> Excuse me. The public can weigh in on future of road to Killington. So there's a public meeting planned next week to discuss what the road to the Killington ski area will look like in future years. The Killington Pico area association is holding a meeting on Wednesday at seven 30. The Rutland Herald reports the interim town planner, Preston Bristow says he expects the town of Killington to grow in the coming years, particularly along Killington road. He says the road currently needs to be upgraded to handle expected traffic. He says, people have also talked about adding streetlights, crosswalks, cutouts for buses, and travel lanes. So yeah, they have about, huge. Yeah, they have about six months to a year to create and allow the town to apply for state and federal grants. 
So every ski town probably goes through that sort of, you know, growing pains. And, you know, once an area gets big enough and, and popular enough, it, the local infrastructure is not built to handle it. So. Yeah. I had an offline discussion with uh, a few of my buddies with this, uh, Steve and John, and we were saying, you know, like if you think about any good American ski town, even European ski town, one of the big things they have is, is even though it's snowy, there's a lot of foot traffic in the town, right? You're walking to like little restaurants and shops and you're just going for a stroll and on a, you know, nice cold night, you know, it's snowy, it's, you know, or cold day, but there's people walking around in Killington. You don't have that because there's no sidewalks, you know, so you don't get people walking safely um, or if at all to some of the, you know, restaurants and bars, you know, they'll either have to walk in the street or they're trudging through snow. A lot of places. Yeah, there's, there's a sidewalk on part of the road. Part of it, yeah. But yeah, you rarely see people walk in there though, because you know there's a couple hotels, but a lot of times people in the hotels just you know they're they're down early and there's not a lot to really walk to. Right. You know, like maybe you're walking next door to a restaurant, or it's not like you're going to be like bouncing around to places throughout the night. Right. But you wonder if they did have sidewalks, would that kind of provoke some of these establishments to be closer together and more like a village setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's such a not village right now that yeah. it would need to change some things up, but well, and then know, bike lanes you think about for the summer, because there's a lot of biking that goes on in the summer there. So yeah, you know, to not have bike lanes is pretty, I'm surprised they don't already have them. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going to need that. And it's, it's cool if they are changing it and they're upgrading, but it'll, uh, it'll take time, but it'll be nice to see what's going to happen. Cause it, it definitely needed a change and it'll be good to, you know, again, to make it more pedestrian friendly. That's always, always helps out the feel and the vibe of the community. Yeah. Freshen it up. Yeah. Cool, man. I guess that wraps up our ski news for the week. It's on to uh main topic, which I think, uh, I don't know if we have a main topic this week. We're just kind of skit scatting around. Yeah. We really don't have too much of a main topic, but we did want to at least do a podcast because I did want to mention Icarus brewing and, and our, uh, our buddy who we met there and the icon pass, obviously. And that this is going to be the last podcast in summer. Well, the pre labor day summer. Labor. unofficial summer so still a ski season but getting yeah. closer yeah that's uh but yeah i think we just talk about the last few things that we got and um just wish everybody to stay safe stay uh you know enjoy the rest of your of your summer enjoy the weekend for whatever you can and um because i know kids are going back to school next week up north so someone i heard some people saying the kids are going back thursday which is today when we're recording this oh wow yeah so it's huh. always it's weird how labor day is i think this is like the earliest it can be like this day oh really what's it the second or the third <clears throat> the second right yeah something like that 31st first say so yeah second so yeah it's uh it comes up quick every year it does where you're like oh it's fourth of july and you know we're enjoying the summer and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, it's all, it's mid to late August now. And 
haven't done enough planning. So, you know, you still got time to plan your trips that they're still selling passes. There's still time, but you really need to start getting on the ball and figuring things out. I was just on the, okay. That's just it. When you come up to this day, that's when I know our ski club always starts their meetings and they start selling trips. So it's like, you got to decide now or you're going to start missing out on trips. Yeah. It's pretty big. I was just, you know, speaking to our, our friends, Ray and Alicia from Alba Adventures today. And they were saying that they have their whole winter booked out already. Wow. Like almost all their available weekends, they are booked up, Dang. which is fantastic. And it got me kind of a little nervous. I'm like, ooh, we don't really have anything set in stone yet. But I'm uh, on one trip. That's it. Yeah. But then but, again, I also don't know my work schedule. Like there's a lot of X factors going in here. A lot of what ifs. And that's that's kind of the rub is the all the X factors that are kind of out there. I know I've got a bunch as well, but yeah. you know, you kind of, if, if there's a place you really want to go to or you really want to do, you, you just got to throw it on the schedule. And I, you know, we've talked about it too in the past. Like, you know, our friends, our friends at Alba Adventures, our friend Rich, who we spoke to last week, our friend Frank, who we've had in the podcast, like all these people we talk to and we talk about skiing with them, but we haven't actually skied together. Yeah, that's right. Which is kind of hysterical if you really think about it. So that's, that's good. That's there's a little lead up to it and there's a little, you know, build up to it. So it's, it's good. Yeah. That's, that's a priority that I'm going to have this year is, you know, making sure we connect with some of our friends and actually go and ski with them. And my thing too, is, you know, we talked about it back in like April and we had a, a message from a, a, a fan on Facebook and he was saying like, you know, you guys talk a lot about Killington and, you know, like, have you guys gone to other places up in the New England area? And I said, you know, we've been to a few, but I've never skied anywhere in New Hampshire. Like, mm-hmm. I want to remedy that this year. I still haven't gone to goddamn Mad River Glen. I want to remedy that. So there's a lot of other like, trips that I, I want to do. So those are things to, to think about and really start putting it in, in, into motion and getting them on paper and, and setting them up. Yeah, it's uh, you only got one chance to do it. This might be your last, right? The whole you get older, your knees get your meniscus gets less useful every year. So, just do it now. Just plan it. Do it. Just do it. I planned it, and I'm gonna find a way to do it. And that's kind of what you got to do. Just say, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'll find a way to make it work. And if it doesn't, I'll find an alternate. You know, and and deal with it. Yeah, No, no guarantee in life, anyway. So. That's that's very true. And we're also, like I said, you know, we're working on updating some stuff on the website. Want to get some new swag made. You know, I'm I'm excited. You know, Mario and I, we talked about it last week, the things we're we're working towards. And you know, they're not nothing crazy, but it should be I think they're fun. The the new the new shirts that are gonna come out. We're gonna have a couple different colors too. Cause I was like, because with well, the stuff that I make, I really just say, what would I want to wear? You know, like what, like, I think our logo is super cool. So how, like, what are different ways we can, you know, wear it? And like we've experienced last week and like we experienced in Vail at the brewery, just wearing it with our logo, like people, the listeners, like they're checking it out too. Like they, they recognize it. Like they, they saw it like, and, and it just got to get out there, put it in people's faces, let them know it's, it exists and they'll, they'll check it out and be into it too. Yeah. They're like, Hey, I know that symbol or i know that podcast like what's up with that yeah oh yeah mary and brian they're right there we were right there drinking if beers that guy, if that guy um is listening hopefully he is 
right to us. We got to reconnect because we were just out of it. And we were, I actually thought like our friends were putting it, playing a joke on us. I was like, what? And also too, that night before we were up to like one in the morning. So we podcasted with Rich for like almost three hours. And then Mario, you and I, we just sat in my basement drinking bourbon. Did we drink bourbon? We drank Malort. We drank Malort. Well, we started with the Malort. (laughs) We started with the Malort. We had some nice beers. And then you and I just started drinking like a bunch of, like we were like, it was almost like a scene from Deadwood. We just had like our glasses. We're sitting at the table, just kind of like pouring bourbon, drinking it. Other person would grab it, pour it, drink it. And we, it was, yeah. Drinking. And the next morning was rough. Yeah, it was a little, uh, a little dicey, but it was all right. No, it's not, it wasn't a huge deal, but yeah, we were. I was, uh, you know, again, I had family thing happen right after that. Everything's fine now, but I got kind of yelled at, and it was <laughs> freaking shitty afternoon after I left the brewery. So, yeah, I greatly apologize for forgetting your name. So please hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail dot com, and and let us know. We'll give you a shout out. And yeah, I apologize for Brian forgetting it as well. Yeah, Brian's just uh, a yeah. Brian's had a crazy week because I forgot and, it as well. But don't worry yeah. about that. It's Brian, I'll fit, you know, it's me. I blame me. I have I have no problem taking the blame. Listen, I had a bunch of like I had an interview this week. I had to like study for a bunch of stuff. Like it's been a, I just study. Like I hate studying. Studying for yeah, interviews. it's crazy. But it was good. So. But yeah, summer's over and uh, yeah, I, I, I have to get reach out to our printer and get this stuff made up because I want to have it in the next couple of weeks for uh, just, you know, just to have like, I want to, I love wearing the stuff. I love it's all I wear now, except for right now I'm wearing my brand that I'm not going to mention because I don't know if I really want to support them, but I love yeah. like they have the shirts with the snowcat on there. I mean, it's so freaking dope. Why not get an old Tucker snowcat? Like just that's all I did was take a, an outline of a Tucker snowcat and just sell that. Oh, another thing that's coming up very soon. So you'll see uh, the build and a, and a bunch of stuff on Instagram. We'll probably talk about it on the show. That could be another show topic. But um, the Lego City uh, ski area is coming out. So I'm going to be getting that. That's going to be interesting. Oh, very cool. There. Oh, so you mentioned building. So this weekend, I'm going to be away doing family-ish stuff. And... There is a possibility of me finally building my ski Adirondack chair. Nice. So we're going to make sure you video it or uh, at least time lapse it. Oh yeah, I have you know I have your old skis and some of my old skis and they uh, we have the the equipment we have the template so we're supposed to you know Andrew's uncle and myself we're supposed to to build them. We've been talking about it for a year and a half now and it's just never had the opportunity. Wow. It's going to be... The problem is the weather's going to be really nice this weekend. So I really want to maximize pool time while I can. But maybe there might be a chance we might do the build. It takes about half a day. So cool. see how the weather looks maybe Monday. But that would be... If if that does happen, I will definitely take tons of pictures and videos and let you guys... Just don't take your new skis and and use those. Then again, if you do, it'll just be a better Adirondack chair. Check those... (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> Black crows for the uh, for the These arm. My uh, 137 underfoot uh, DPSs I just bought. Now I'm like, you know what? This they had limited edition three pairs. I'm gonna use them all for uh, making some chairs. That's right. DPS specials. Boom on the chair. That's how I roll. <laughs> this hey, there's always Powerball, right? That's right. You never know. <laughs> 
That's what I would do. Just buy a whole bunch of skis and just make chairs out of them. You should have never gave you people money. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Oh, before that, if you want to hit us up, any ideas, any thoughts on trips, or if you want to ski with us, if you want to sponsor us, hit us up. Ski Bump Podcast at gmail.com. Test your products. Test and talk. Test and talk. Under the ropes. So why don't you uh, pick the first one because you saw this thing. I will start this off. (laughs) And I mentioned earlier just how 2019 that stupid Chernobyl vodka is. We're getting to a very strange place culturally. And nothing exemplifies this more than this week, the release of Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special. Yeah. And if you go online, it's you will see polar opposite reactions. You'll see people who loved it and people who are just so offended by it. And the article I'm looking at right now was by someone who was very offended by it. And the headline is Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special reminds us that the most successful comedians are also the most sensitive, which is a weird headline. That is weird. But he gave it a three out of 10. So obviously he's trashing it. Hmm. And there were already, you know, people who were like, everyone is getting like up in arms about it. At least a lot of people, a lot of the the kind of overly sensitive people online. It just seems like the sentiment in this country, politically and about sensitive things, people are oversensitive about a lot of stuff these days. So I think comedy must be suffering too, because even comedy, I, I don't, I don't like a lot of comedy th- these days because it's all too political. And I'm like, you know, I usually watch comics to kind of get away from the news, and the news is all politics. So when you go and you watch comedy on politics, it's kind of all the same shit. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, he uh so the the end of the review it says it cuz the special is called Sticks and Stones. It says Sticks and Stones is terrible and Chappelle can only blame himself for that. Oh, very well, harsh. So the big thing is Eddie Murphy's coming out with something soon too, right? He's coming out with a special and he's going to be on Saturday Night Live this week on Saturday. So I be yeah, his first time hosting it since 1984. Yeah. So it's kind of an X factor. You don't know if he's going to be funny or not, right? It's like, well, he's getting back into stand up after being away for like 30 years. Yeah, but he definitely has to change, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know, but you you wonder what he's going to come out with it, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's done so many different things since he did the clumps, man. Hercules, yeah. Hercules. Dude, he was freaking the, he made a ton from being that donkey, donkey in those man. Shrek movies. He's not going to be making Shrek jokes. I mean, yeah, I don't right. know. Maybe he is. But the, um, you know, the Chappelle special, yeah, he makes fun of LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, those are their people. He makes fun of them. He makes fun of, you know, white people. He makes fun of black people. He makes fun of Asian people. He makes fun of everybody. And you know what? If it hits home to you and you can't laugh at it or see someone else's perspective, then you are the problem, not the comedian not the joke. You are the problem. And I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. In the beginning of the show, of his ep- of the, the special, he does uh, a fantastic impression. 
where he goes, uh, he goes, guess who I am? He goes, uh, der, uh, you did, you said this 10 years ago and now you can't work because you're, a, you're a bad person. You're an asshole. You suck. And he's like, who is that? He goes, that's you. That's the audience. That's how I see you people. <laughs> and he's spot on. Like everyone's looking for some reason to nitpick and write an article and have a blog and make their own name criticizing someone else's work, someone else's hard work and effort. You can write this bullshit review in 10 minutes while Chappelle has been working probably for a year, night in and night out, going to dozens of comedy clubs, getting this thing to, to be perfect, to be correct, to get the inflections right, the timing, the words. And you can write this bullshit scathing review with just 15 minutes of just pandering and whining and crying about a topic. That's all this is. People who are not creative enough to build something on their own can just tear other people down. And then they want to sit back and say, did you read my review? Yeah, they, this is their social currency. And it's fucking you know bullshit. I don't really give a shit about your review. Your review wouldn't exist without this person's art, you know? So, you know, when you think your review means something, think about it in perspective that your review doesn't mean anything without the artists that actually create the original art that you're watching. And 100%. Like you're not. It's, it's created. Yeah, all you are is just a critic. Yep. You're just another voice in the crowd. Just another bullshit voice, yeah. So but you count too. That's what you want to believe. You count too. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Yeah, he probably doesn't. You know, people don't. People have a hard time realizing that sometimes you are insignificant to some people. And it sounds cruel. And it sounds bad, but it's the truth of life. You know. Yep. I mean, it, it is also okay to 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 not not say anything or not to say anything bad. You know, it's, it's okay to do that too. You don't have to be this cutting edge asshole all the time either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we always talk about having to be, uh, you know, whatever's new is always better, you know, whatever hot, whatever trendy. Uh, but this was, uh, yeah, this guy's just a bit of a crybaby. And if I think it's a Sistine Chapel tomorrow thousand critics are going to be why did he do this and look at that and this is bad and that's bad why don't you just fucking enjoy it how about that yeah laugh or don't laugh who cares you paid you already paid to watch it so yeah he made a comment to him the special he goes he's like i don't care if you don't like this he's like you clicked on my face to watch this <laughs> that's right you already got paid that's yeah. it. yeah getting paid getting paid he's spot on <laughs> He was, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. And if, uh, if you don't like it, then I, fine. Don't like it. I don't really care if you like it or not. I think it was great. It was like last week, we're talking to Rich and he's like, we're talking about once upon a time in Hollywood, which I thought was a fantastic movie. He's yeah. like, really? like, everyone I've talked to said it's, it has nothing good to say about it. I'm like, well, then you hang out with people who have shitty taste. That's fine. They're also, I never listen to reviews. Like people, like, I know people that are like, they won't see a movie if it got bad reviews. I'm like, why? You might like it. I mean, I'm sure Dumb and Dumber got, got flambéed the first time I saw it. I hated the movie. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, now I'm getting it. You know what I mean? And now, and now it's one of your top five, right? It's one of my top five. Yeah. That's how I felt about Anchorman. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. You got to let it set in. It's a type of humor that you're not used to. Mm -hmm. And you got to let it set in because it, it breaks what you think you know, comedy should be. And then you start watching it. Like, oh, okay. I was thinking on two, two, I don't know, 
intellectual of a level. I just got to dumb it down and enjoy it. Yep. Just enjoy it. How about that? Yep. And if you don't like it, fine. Move on. That's right. We don't, we don't necessarily need to like everything. That's right. All right. Next up, Burning Man and Crypto on Common Grounds. Um, so crypto aficionados love Burning Man and the long-running festival in Nevada, which is starting this week, as you just informed me, because we're missing it again. It's been going on for four days. God damn it. It's always, it always it. ends on Labor Day. You know, so I'm just We've been it. talking about Burning Man for like five years now on this podcast. Yeah. And I, and it, every time it comes up, we're always like talking about it because it, it just happened. I'm like, shit, I missed it again. See, that's what summer does to you. melt your brain. Goddamn crazy. Summer melts your brain. So, um, yeah, so Burning Man's going on now. And um, they have a new, so there's a new crypto entrepreneur, well, not a new, a crypto entrepreneur, Jeremy Gardner, um, said he's attended Burning Man for uh, festivals and given talks about blockchain. Um, and then he off, you know, he, um, I guess, goes there with his wife and a bunch of people. Um, so now there's uh crypto at Burning Man. Well, you know, it's just kind of a, it's sort of an ethos that they share, you know, like you're the people who are into crypto, especially Bitcoin, you know, they're, they're looking for a better, newer, more, I don't know if fair is the right word, but more honest way of, of, of having a currency. And Burning Man kind of is trying to have a you know freer way of thinking and new ideas to try to better society. So it kind of has that same kind of like parallel thinking. Yeah, but it's also weird because Burning Man has these camps, right? So I guess you can join a camp and they're big groups. So like they're really big group camps that work collaboratively, I guess, throughout the festival to live and to support each other and all that stuff. So I guess it's kind of crypto layered on top of these camps and how they use them differently a little bit too. So it's kind of weird. It's the same, but weird. Well, I guess, yeah, there's different, different types of cryptos and there's, you know, different kind of camps in, in Burning Man and I'm sure they could find different ones that work for different people. And, you know, like it seems like a lot of the people at Burning Man are tech savvy too. Yeah. So, you know, there would be, they would, it would be in their, their minds and it would be something relative to them when trying to figure out, again, if you're thinking about ways to you know further humanity and, and make things better for, for all humankind, a lot of people in the crypto space believe that's what it's going to lead to using cryptocurrency versus using fiat government dollars backed by nothing. Yeah. So I guess that, you know, a lot of what they talk about in this article is exposing these creative people to the idea of crypto and then seeing where it goes from there. So they have all these things that are coming out and all these different takes on crypto. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. Yeah, it's cool. I say like Burning Man is itself a decentralized organization. It's a great example of what you can do outside the system. So that definitely falls in line with a lot of the things that, that Bitcoiners say how, you know, it's outside the state run controlled currency and it's, it's better because of it. We still have to get out there for this. Someday, yeah, it's like the day. fifth year in a row. We've talked about it. It was 20, 
15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Five years. Five yeah. years of all talk and no Burning Man. And it's changing every year. Like there's new stuff every year. Yeah, pretty much. Crazy, man. <laughs> Crazy. That's what happens. Life just moves on. You either yeah, hop on, hop on the snowcat. Yeah. Let the snowcat just drive off up to the top of the mountain without you. Oh, we could go to Burning Man in a snowcat. That'd be cool. Dude, that would be cool, right? Say. A snowcat made of weed. Ooh, even bigger. <laughs> Having a snowcat made of weed to Burning Man. To burn and then light it on fire at the end of the festival. In effigy. That would be some some bake out. I think we'd have a lot of new fans if we did that. Oh yeah. Friends hanging around our camp at that <laughs> festival. He man, we need to torch it. <laughs> We keep putting fires out, man. We're waiting till the end. Dude, it's man. the first day, dude. It's the first day. Give us like six more days. Don't keep lighting it on fire, man. <laughs> they just keep little fires on it all day. Yeah. Come on, man. We're just burning the shovel off. Don't worry about it. Death by a thousand burns. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We'll also have a shop there skibumpodcast.com slash shop if you want to check out some cool swag and get recognized at breweries get one of those shirts we're on all the socials instagram twitter facebook at skibumpodcast dm us especially on instagram because we use that one the most if you want some free stickers happy to send them out to you go to your favorite podcasting app itunes stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, subscribe, follow us there, rate us if you could, five stars. That would be wonderful. We're also on YouTube and all over the world. We're with you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Labor Day weekend, and we will see you in September. Stay high, stay flutin', and at Burning Man, stay high. <laughs> see ya.